Hey babes. Hey. How are ya? I'm good. How are you? Can't even go ding at her sister. Eh? We are ding one up. Okay. Uh, welcome to. Who's looking for me? Sis, are you okay? Huh? But then I'm at TikTok or like his or there's something something going on. Are you fine? Sis, tell me. I don't know. And I have the answers anymore. Tell me a little bit. Just a, briefly. I'm a key point. The relationship status has changed. Okay. <laughs> From what to what? Is it a positive, a negative? <coughs> um, From... Uh, in a relationship to mm-hmm. in peace. <laughs> I love that. As long as it's in peace. So we'll need to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm. So they're looking for me through you. Ah yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Were you there when we met? Anyway, anyway, we'll come back to the sun mm-hmm. when we have um, a little bit more time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, welcome to Girl in Skies with me, Natasha. And Oli. And I sometimes go by Nat. I sometimes go by Michelle. Yes, 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 Michelle. Wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. What's happening, man? Nothing. So, how's your week been? Not very quickly. Been well, it just feels like. It's just on the go, on the go. But it's been okay. What about you? Yeah, it's not been too bad. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe it's what it's only Monday today. Yeah. I feel like we should be Thursday or Friday. But how anyway. was dinner? I was. <laughs> my child was good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on very swiftly. Very swiftly. Very swiftly. But so. I, but you want to talk about me <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> as if I also don't have a podcast. <laughs> Guys, I see. Guys, I guys. see. Dinner was amazing. <laughs> so I'm doing cinema as well on Wednesday. And then I'm doing, um, what am I doing? Then something, drinks on Friday. Hey, am I invited to any of these? Of course not, darling. <laughs> were you there? Just like you're asking to, were you there when we met? Yes, yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. are the same thing. Yes, man. Anywho. You so, I act like I'm okay, but I'm not, you know. Babes, you? like I know, like we really need to, we need, we need some time. Hmm? I'll give you a big hug after this, don't worry. You? Anyway, yeah. it's pertinent uh, mm-hmm. discussion. Last week, mm-hmm. we talked about um, poly, polygamy, yes. poly, polygyny yes. and monogamy. Yes. You know, so we had uh, a guest, mm-hmm. um, a man from Classroom Politics mm-hmm. and we were, we just kind of had a bit of a, a session, no, it was like it was just a discussion yes. on relationships and yeah. you know what it takes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do does one man need multiple women? Yeah, or you know, so we we kind of explored from that angle, from men's perspective, from a woman's perspective. So it was quite um quite interesting. Were there anything, any topics, any topics, sorry, any mm-hmm. comments that kind of stood out for you? Yes. So on Twitter at lovechildzw uh-huh. was like, oh, at Gollis Energy on that new Gollis Guys episode intro. <laughs> he was I like, this will be a fun Because dr- you said you would, 
asked you about polygamy, you said yes. Uh-uh. So people people are expecting the same energy for you to carry the same energy. <laughs> and then we had a comment mm-hmm. by uh, <clears throat> at produced by him saying, Oh, you had great you had a great great guest on. Mm. This is fantastic content. I'm not convinced yet that polygamy, polygyny is for any of the voices in the room though. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was a comment from Et Noeza um, and then he said imagine being a guy imagine being a guy and being dropped off mm. he quoted us. Mm. I don't know if we say that exactly but yeah, and then he was like hey, Gellens guys I think you'll need to unpack what you meant in that mm-hmm. conversation about guys who don't drive. Uh, or can't drive and how that affects their manhood I just don't get it mm. um, so honestly there is nothing to unpack I did say that I was being trash in mm. um, you know the previous episodes that so if you haven't listened to it you have to listen to it and I was just sharing like my experience mm. honestly yeah, sharing your story. like how I felt um, and I did say that I know that you know um yeah, it's not like Uti. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I was being trash, but it was just mm. like my experience. But it's your experience, and you know, your 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 feelings are also valid. So, you know, it's what you felt at that time. I'm sure. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that you, you wouldn't date or be with God. Someone bring drive. Tom Hanks here. He doesn't drive. There we go. And he, yeah. what? There we go. Money. <laughs> But like yeah. you're standing tall but yeah. money. So no, absolutely. It is not any an indictment on an anyone's issue. manhood. Um, and then lastly, I uh, got a message from um, someone who hit me up, um, Minty. Um, he was like, hey guys, stumbled upon your podcast a few months back and have made it priority to listen. There are topics that you touch upon that help me in a way. Also on the blending families and Lobola, you kind of... Um, helped me out. I didn't understand how Lobola goes about, but now I'm clear. Thanks very much. Um, through your topics. Um, P.S. is still one of my favorite podcasts. Stay blessed, Queens. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <coughs> and then moving swiftly on mm-hmm. to the politics. Educate us. Yes. Yeah, so there was a public holiday on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so um, there was an anti-sanctions march. Wow. Also known as Street, street Theater. <laughs> also known as the day that the American embassy decided wow. to drag, drag, dragation. Yes. Um, so basically, um, President Nangakwa um, was addressing the nation, and essentially, this was supposed to be a, you know, a, a ra- rallying the nation to, you know, publicly protest against the, the sanctions that have been placed by the European Union and the United States. Um, and it was actually Sadak who uh, was, you know, in support of this, although. It feels like it, you know, the, the on Friday it was just <clears throat> Zimbabwe who, um, yeah, there wasn't like a great show of support across SADC, although, you know, they've been saying that. So, you know, sanctions have been um, a thing that has been on the Zimbabwean radar for a while. Um, if you listen to our government, if you listen to PF, they will say that <clears throat> sanctions are the reason why the economy is crippled and the reason why there is no growth in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we talk about sanctions, uh, I mentioned that there are EU sanctions that are generally 
targeted and are a travel ban and over the years they have been scaled back and and currently uh, there are very few people and it's mainly the Mugabe family who are on this travel ban mm-hmm. um, and then we have the US sanctions um, and in the US there are two types there are the targeted san- sanctions which are also um, which are targeted at particular individuals and organizations that are associated with those individuals <clears throat> that's one and and then we've got zidera which is the zimbabwe Demo- democracy and economic recovery act so this was an act that was initially passed in 2001 um and the basis of this act is to encourage zimbabwe to um basically um it, it, it it's to promote rule of law okay. um in in Zim and the the Zidera broadly says that the sanctions will be list, will be lifted um if there is restoration of rule of law mm-hmm. um and also free and fair elections <laughs> which are held mm-hmm. right and when we talk about the restoration of rule of law that also includes um property rights and when we talk about proper property rights we're talking about land um so essentially, Zidera, what Zidera does mm-hmm. it, in some way, um, it, it does limit the access to credit that the Zimbabwean government has. Okay. Um, because uh, generally, yeah, it does limit the access that they have because Zidera instructs U.S. executive directors that sit on um, institutions like the IMF to vote against uh, or essentially veto mm. um, any extension to credit to Zimbabwe right. or any reduction or debt forgiveness for Zimbabwe. Right. right. <clears throat> so, you know, that 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 is a thing. However, we've talked about this before. Mm. So when we talk about sanctions, um, in a way, the truth, I don't want to say the truth is in the middle. So definitely mm. the, the truth is, is I don't think, it's not in Zanipiev's home, mm. you know, because sanctions are not the thing that are causing Zimbabwe to be in the situation that I they agree. are. Yeah. However, they don't help, mm. right? Mm. Um, and when, <clears throat> so MTC on the other hand, will be adamant and say that there are no sanctions mm. and the language that they use is that, you know, the sanctions are the sanctions that the Zimbabwean government is um, directing towards its people, mm, right? Mm, mm. Um, and I understand that, I think. But however, <clears throat> I do think that there is an opportunity to be a little bit more elegant in terms of how we talk about sanctions mm. because um, I think that there's... So, you know, you can say that the sanctions are not targeted, ETC. However there is a sanctions hangover, if I can call it that, Mm. or a perception issue with sanctions. So what I mean is that um, if you are a business in Zimbabwe, and I think this mainly, uh, 
this this mainly affects biz, like the business community in Zimbabwe. Mm. If mm. you're trying to do business outside of Zimbabwe, mm. you know, with companies in the United States and companies in the EU, um, some companies just don't have the resources to dedicate time to really understand what the sanctions mm. in Zimbabwe are mm. and to understand that actually, you know, they can do business with Zimbabwean businesses, right? Mm. Um, so that's why I call it sort of like a sanctions hangover. So there's mm. residue where, you know, a government will put sanctions in place, but then the businesses in that country will just think, actually, you know what? I'd just not rather not deal with yeah. Zimbabwe because I don't know what, what mm. it means, mm. right? I remember when I used to work in a bank when I used to work in Barclays Bank here because Zimbabwe was on the sanctions list, right? The If there was any transfer of money or any transaction <clears throat> that related to Zimbabwe, whether coming in or out, the checks were, you know, heavily more rigorous because mm. you're on the sanctions list with countries like Afghanistan, um, which are on sanctions lists for different reasons mm. because of terrorism, whatever the case is. Mm. So you can sort of see how from a business perspective, it can be a bit frustrating. So that's why I, I say that there's, I think there's an opportunity to be more elegant in the language mm. so that it actually strips down and sort of makes it clear that, you know what, yes, these sanctions are not the, the, the full cause of everything. Mm. However, you know, this is how we can help the business community. So that's the sanctions, but let's I have a stop. question. Yes. Mm -hmm. And my question is like, you know, and I think just as we discussed before, it's like, how do, how do they affect the ordinary Zimbabwean? So how does it affect somebody who's not in business, for example? So, so here's how does it the, here's, no, so, so now here's the problem. Mm. The problem with Zimbabwe, so, I mean, so we talked about sanctions, right? The problem with Zimbabwe and the makeup of Zimbabwe is that the 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 the, the few individuals who are politically linked, mm. right, mm. control a huge part of the economy. Mm. So mm. they own some of these organizations that mm. are on the sanctions list. Mm. And that's a symptom of an economy that is not functioning, that is based on patronage, right? Mm. So li literally, it's a ZANU-PF economy. Mm. So if you're not that linked to ZANU-PF, it makes it difficult for mm. you to be in business. Because mm. if if Zimbabwe was truly like a liberal, re liberalized economy in terms of the markets, mm. probably the impact wouldn't be as much. But mm. it's because that few cohort of mm. individuals who are targeted also you know, control a large part of, of the economy. Yeah, so it will sense. affect, you know, because there's businesses, there's there's yeah, no yeah, jobs, yeah. there's no money to spend. You know, if Ukoko wants to sell Amatamatisi, you know, there's yeah, no one yeah, to yeah. sell it to. And there's no one to exactly. buying it from and, and, as well. Yeah, mm. Exactly. But then also, the problem now is, you know, when, when this new government came into place, they had a lot of goodwill, mm. right, from the international community, which they which they squandered, mm. right? Um, and the thing is, money will follow good governance, mm. right? Um, money will follow like 
just just good governance and respect of human human rights. I remember the very first episode that we did, we talked about what the internet shut down, mm. right? Which was an example of just how repressive mm. this government mm. responds mm. to any mm. dissent, mm. right? So mm. you're not doing yourself any favors if you have these sanctions in place that put that particularly say that, you know what, we're putting them in place because, you know, there's concern about your human rights record. There's concerns about how you hold the election. But then you then respond by shutting down internet because mm. there's dissent, right? Mm. Um, after elections, you know, you, 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 you respond by literally shooting unarmed civilians who are retreating, mm. right? Mm. That's how you respond, mm. right? And you know what we've seen from from ZANU PF is you know like there's inconsistencies on issues on their policy issues sort of like the Zim currency mm. they say initially they said oh you know we're going to dollarize the economy so you know um you know keep the US dollar mm. and then now and then they changed tunes and essentially introduced the Zim dollar again and said oh it's one is to one but actually right now it's about what one is to 25 mm. they've mm. removed most of the inflation indicators which is a red flag already um i talked about like the conflation of state and the ruling party even now we saw like on friday that for their anti uh sanctions march they didn't have to ask the police for permission but if mdc is doing a march they, they have, have to, to ask yeah. for that right there's lack of accountability like recently um this guy i think his name is sanyatwe who was one of the army people um you know who who was involved in some way in the 2008 killings or you know he held a, a, a position you know he was in the army mm. right at the time um but now he's been made an ambassador uh-huh. it's almost like you know he's been rewarded well for that yeah. you know so there are so many examples um that 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 list literally just show why the global economy will have will not you know wouldn't have faith um in zimbabwe and in investing in zimbabwe so you know Everyone can read up on the sanctions issue. Mm. Um, but I think the point that I was trying to make at the beginning was just, I think from a from a business community side, we can be a little bit more elegant. I mean, even little things like, okay, we know that some of these sanctions are being reviewed next year in 2020, right? Mm. If the government of Zimbabwe, okay, you can do your marches, you can do your street theater. That's fine, right? <laughs> I love I call it street theater. It it is. It's mm. street theater. I mm. mean, and wow. <laughs> but then why don't you back it up with with actual things, right? I, do we even have a, a, a Zim like a government of Zim website? I don't mm. I don't know if we do, right? Um, Can but actually check. wouldn't you wouldn't you try to sort of say, okay, we disagree with the sanctions, but this is these are the things that we're doing to address, you know, and to ensure that by next year, the sanctions are lifted, mm. right? Um, you know, for human rights, this is what we're doing. Media freedoms, this is what we're doing, you know. Uh, oh, we do have a website. But is it is it good? But okay, so we do oh. have a website, but mm. then it's like how, how you use it. You know, there's there's ways that we need to tell our investment story, ways that we can sell like Zimbabwe's, you know, value proposition, whatever you'd like to call it, right? I just think what we're seeing is just 
a government that has no strategic thinking, no creativity. I mean, there are just so many opportunities. Zimbabwe is like we are, I guess our greatest selling point is education, mm-hmm. our human resource. You know, why doesn't the government maybe come up with a policy that incentivizes SADC companies around SADC um, to come to Zimbabwean universities and partner with them on research stuff, right? Creates, makes Zimbabwe a research hub, but, but you know, give cash incentives, like be, be creative, like the film industry, art industry, start with SADC and just create conditions that make Zimbabwe a, a cheaper place to kind mm. of go. But yeah, so that is Zimbabwe. Wonderful. Actually, and I'm just on the website just now and mm. they have done a poll saying, what do you feel about this website? So <sighs> out of 61 votes, um, 30% of people said that it was it was poor. Oh, anyway. So why but do we they have, have to do a poll? 13% said it was good. So eight people voted. I think they should remember. Out of that. a nation of millions, you've got... Oh, do you 61. Know what? I guess. So that's no. the level of... Com- I don't know whether it's it's lack of competence or just lack of will. But yeah. People are tired, guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is it from politics. Lovely. Thank you very much for that. Um, so this week, this week's episode um, or our topic this week is, is a little bit of a, a sensitive one. I remember when we sat down and we talked about um, starting the pod, we talked about, you know, what we wanted to achieve, what we wanted to, um, what our aim was. And I think one of the things that we agreed on was that we wanted to challenge the status quo. We wanted to drive conversation, um, even where there may be like a little bit, not a little bit, sorry, where there may be inequality or mistreatment. So recently, there's been, um, we've been hearing more and more uh, cases and rises of, a rise in basically domestic violence. And we wanted to explore this further. Mm-hmm. I think from last year, I recall there was a lady, a 27-year-old woman who was found in Leicester. Um, she was she had been murdered by her husband. Her husband was discovered. He hanged himself after he killed her. And he left a note suggesting that he had killed her. Mm. You know, um, that's one woman. And then moving on to this year, we heard of another Zim woman who was, a, a, who was um, murdered again by her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, she was literally stabbed to death in broad daylight. And then recently, again, there's been another incident where a woman was stabbed to death by a 37-year-old Zimbabwean. So she, the, the girl's from Zim as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whilst these, like, all these these issues that all these three subjects we've talked about are literally women, we understand that, you know, domestic violence doesn't occur just to only two women. But the incidents that we have found have just portrayed that, you know, women women have been the subject of domestic violence and have been killed. Mm. You know, um, we know that it's it's a global challenge. There aren't any answers. But mm. we really want to kind of talk about it in the context of immigrants. Like, you know, does the place or the location 
you know, increase or decrease the likelihood of domestic violence. Mm. And I think what we know is that we certainly don't live in a egalitarian society. And, you know, and these topics are forever going to be an issue. They're always going to be pertinent. They'll always mm. be something that touch us to the core, mm. you know, because, you know, clearly immigrants are becoming statistics. Mm. You know, there's a rise again in... Um, and domestic violence amongst black and ethnic minority people, mm. you know? So why is that? So we want to really talk about, you know, why is that, why is that happening mm. more and more? Like why are, we why are we hearing more cases of these things? And we obviously mm. as women, mm. as again, migrant women, mm. these are things that, that touch us, you know, mm. these are things that we talk about. Mm. Um, you know, I think what was also important was to kind of highlight that there is a difference between domestic violence and domestic abuse. So today mm. we're just focusing purely on the domestic violence part. Mm. So domestic abuse mm. kind of encompasses a few things. It encompasses psychological abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, and emotional abuse. Whilst domestic violence is something that is defined as a high volume crime. Mm. which often escalates over time and can result in extreme outcomes such as domestic homicide or suicide, mm. you know. And what touches me is that, you know, statistics, one in four women experience domestic violence in their lifetime. And this, again, number is likely to be un is underestimated. And we want to talk about why that is. And we know that on average, two women are killed by their partners or ex. Mm these figures we know are disproportionately higher in black and ethnic minority groups. And we know that black and ethnic minority groups and migrant women are likely to suffer abuse one and a half times more than their counterparts before they seek help. Um, and, and why is that? You mm. know, we want to really kind of explore that. Why, what is it? And is it just here? Is it, it's also it's an issue that I know is, back home, for example, but again, it's very much hush-hush because there's a lot of, I guess, shame that is associated with things. Mm. Fear mm. as well. People are like not willing to kind of sit and open up mm. that this is what they're going through. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think... The points that you've made and mm. particularly why we wanted to talk about this is um, I remember a few months back I was talking to um, my cousin um, in America and um, like she was asking me about because she'd read something about an incident happening in the UK mm. um, and she was saying to her and and I agreed that it felt like we hear a lot of these incidents uh, you know involving Zimbabweans mm. right it, you know before the episode you know as we're preparing for this it's it's really hard to gather the facts mm. and to gather the the numbers mm. but just anecdotal evidence suggests that you know there seem to be a lot of these stories and we can only talk about the UK mm, and, and it's, but, but it just seems high. It seems mm. a lot, uh, particularly in the context of being 
you know, in a country that, you know, has rule of law mm. and, you know, individuals have have access to police to help and all that stuff. Mm. And obviously, as Zimbabweans, it touches us, mm. you know, like this, the the recent story that you talked about, mm. the lady who was found st- stabbed in broad daylight, daylight yeah. by her partner, who's also Zimbabwean, right? This was reported in the news. And, and you know, she's Zimbabwean, my girl, mm. right? So you look back and you think, like, what is going on? And even beginning of this year, there was a Zimbabwean couple, mm. right? That was found dead in East London. Oh, really? I didn't know about that one. Right. Um, and it looks like, so they say, um, uh, yeah, the, the deceased were identified. I won't say the names, you know, because, you know, people, their families may be listening. I I don't know, um, but yeah, they were both pronounced dead, and and it appears it was, um, yeah. What do you call it? Like when someone murders and then there's suicide, murder suicide, right? Mm. Which is the same as the f- the first one with the twenty seven mm. year old mm. in Leicester, mm. the Zim woman. Mm. Hers was also like she was murdered. And then, and the then her husband suicide. left left a note mm. saying that he had done it. Scary, man. Very, very, very scary. But the 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 thing that is um again scary yeah, is that they say that people who actually report or when there is homicide or when well, guess when someone dies from domestic violence, mm. that has that has been going on for some time. Mm. So what are the barriers in people actually reporting like that they are actually having issues? Mm. So I guess maybe like to kind of take a step back. So you talked about like these examples are like the extreme, like the, mm-hmm. the where there's fatalities, fatalities right? Yeah. But it's all linked with what domestic abuse, mm. right? And, you know, the fact that they there may be something, again, cases are different. We're mm. not saying that this is the case and, you know, in these cases that mm. we specifically talked about. Um, but it's kind of like, why? Because, <sighs> okay, I think, I just think it's so sad, right? It's so heartbreaking. Like, uh, thinking, what you like, your sister, your daughter, mm. you know, um, and again, you say that these cases are not just women, but but in terms of the the fatalities, it's mm. it's women. The, mm. These are the examples that mm. we have, right? But probably when we start talking about domestic abuse, you find that the economic yes. abuse and all that stuff, yeah. you know, you probably will find that the, the yeah, yeah the percentages that you know the pie is different, mm. right? Mm. Um. But the, these fatalities are women. And mm. we've only talked about four examples. Mm. There are so many more. Like it got to a point where I was just like, like if you look back from like 2000, mm. there are all these examples. In 2005, mm. there was a case in Birmingham. Same issue. Mm. Woman, Zim woman, husband mm. is involved. It's, mm. it's, it, you know, it's the partner mm. that is murdering these women. Mm. And I just think for me, 
it's kind of like, I just think, oh my goodness, imagine that's your sister, your cousin, your mm. daughter. They've gone to the UK, mm. right? Maybe they went to join their husband or the husband went to join them. You think they're, you know, a better life mm. and everything. And then this is their demise. Mm. This this is how their life ends. Mm. Mm. And it's infuriating, mm. you know, and it sort of takes me back to thinking about what we talked about, about what issues particularly affect immigrants mm. that get us to the place where these issues happen, mm. right? And then also another conversation, which I don't know if we have time, is like, would it, it, is it happen? Is it... Is the likelihood of it happening in the UK more? Would that it is. not have happened if the cup were in Zim? Mm. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. Do you think it's about, is it inherent with people or is it something, it's like nature versus nature, isn't it? Is it, can you take the, the person who abuses or the person who, is is violent out of Zimbabwe and they come here and they, they they maybe there's situations that make them worse or are they just going to continue to act are they because they have it in them mm. they're just going to be like that in Zimbabwe or wherever because I think it's also important to know that we're not just kind of classing our Zimbabwean men as perpetrators it's these these figures are also um looking at black and ethnic minority groups. So it's a, it's a wider group. So I think it's a larger conversation as well. Mm. So are you looking at saying that, you know, is there something within the diaspora that kind of increases the risk of people being violent? Or is it because that person is violent, full stop, whether you take that person and put them wherever mm. they're going to be? So... I think it's both, mm -hmm. right? I think it's possibly somebody of a violent disposition. Mm -hmm. um, I do think there are probably <sighs> things that exacerbate mm -hmm. um, violence, maybe mental health, people being depressed, mm. you know, um, just the realities of moving to a new place, mm. the dynamics changing, mm. right? Uh, we've previously in other episodes touched on the fact that we can only talk about the UK anyway, mm. that women in the UK have greater earning potential. Mm. So essentially, you know, the wife may now be the breadwinner, mm. which is a totally different situation mm. than possibly would have been at home. Yeah, um, There's feelings of a man, um, masculation mm -hmm. and i i say feelings because sometimes those you know are either real or perceived mm. but mm. it's still feelings of emasculation yeah so that cocktail of issues i think is not helpful mm. however i think if we look at it from the victim point of view mm. what are the issues that in some cases you know if unchecked create an environment that can result in this. And one is immigration. Mm. People's immigration status, mm. Mm. right? Across the range. So we can start from the extreme of if 
the as the individual who is experiencing a domestic abuse, mm-hmm. you do not have papers. papers yeah. Right? You do not have a settled immigration status. Yeah. There is a balance, the, the relationship of, balance, of power yeah. that you have with your spouse Changes. is one of great dependency. Mm, mm. And if you think about the UK now, mm. it is so difficult to do anything without mm. papers. Mm, mm. So that relationship on its own, if you are, um, you know, a victim of domestic abuse, you think, oh my goodness. Where do you start? Yeah, basically? exactly. Like this is the person. And and even move it slightly even from not having your, your settled status. Mm. But even if maybe you're a dependent mm. of this person, you're on their visa, mm. right? Everything that you're doing in the UK mm. is linked to them. Yeah. Right? So will you report a crime? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a barrier. Yeah. You can't. Well, not that you can't, you can. Yeah. But, you know, you're obviously now thinking as well, if you've got family, if you've got kids, you know, the risk of your kids being taken and put into social care is high. Is You know, that's, that is that is something that is very much, um, that's something that happens, you know. And there is obviously, like, being an immigrant, you know, mm-hmm. in a country, there's that lack of knowledge of this, the, the system, Mm-hmm. of how to actually access help. And the mm-hmm. biggest thing, I guess, is Konokuti, if you don't have, um, mm-hmm. if you don't have like public, access to public funds, mm-hmm. you know, for, because lawyers are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like getting legal mm-hmm. help is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't even know where to start. And again, you know, with the the things that are being like reduced in terms mm. of services. That's one of the things like, you know, mm. people are not really getting, um, like communities are not being funded, mm. you know, in order to support, to kind of support women or men who mm. are being abused. So these projects are being, their funding's being cut. So there's less of them around mm. as well. And so if mm. you don't know where to go to, there is nowhere for you to go to. Mm-hmm. Going into hospital and saying that, you know, it's my, this Mm. This injuries happen because mm. somebody has laid a hand on me. Mm. Those are the people who then kind of say, okay, so are mm. you entitled to um, healthcare? Mm. So the moment that starts mm. is then it just gets the ball rolling in immigration. Yeah. And, you know? and another point mm. is that um, when you report any crime, mm. the police share your information with the yes. home office. Yes. So the home office in the UK are our, that's, the department that deals with immigration yeah. issues, right? Um, so they report, yeah, so they share information with the Home Office. So that is a great deterrent mm, mm, of for mm. migrants to report where they, yeah. when, when issues are happening. Yeah. Um, and actually, like this year, the domestic abuse bill mm. in the UK ex- was updated to mm. now include other types of abuse, mm-hmm. um, like economic abuse, ETC. Mm. Have, um, but however, the Amnesty International pointed out mm. that it didn't cover migrant women, mm. right? Mm. Um, you know, who I th- think one of the 
directors say that migrant women in abusive relationships are currently trapped and further victimized by their immigration status, Mm. excluded from financial support, which Mm. often makes them reliant on their abuser and threatened with deportation Mm. should they seek um, to... Uh, seek support from the police. Mm. But interestingly enough, the government responded and said, well, in some instances, Mm. it may be better for for victims of abuse to go back to their home countries. Which is really sad. Think about Zimbabwe right now. How can you actually say that to someone? Did you Mm. go go back to your home? There's a reason why we left. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's a reason we didn't just come here for to eat pies. Yeah, um, and what I found was like this is a bit old. Like, I, and I'm not too sure how things have changed from uh, 2013. Mm. But the immigration rules or concessions allowed at that time for victims of domestic uh, violence on spousal visas. So it's important to note that on spousal visas to remain indefinite in the UK and claim benefits while they're while they regularize their status. And like I said, so I'm not too sure how immigration has changed since then. And also the important thing is that this doesn't account for undocumented people, you know, Mm. so people who don't have papers or people who are on other visas as well. Mm. So it's, it's tricky. And I think the other barriers as well that kind of prevent people to seek help is, is, is religion. And we have to be Mm. honest and say that, you know, for us as women, we have been, or not even as women, as, as as a people, we've been taught that, you know, your faith is kind of what is going to help you. So mm-hmm. you go to places of, and that is a place of safety. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a church and you tell to the person who you feel can carry this um, knowledge with you. Mm-hmm. You say to them, oh, you know what, this is what's happening. I'm being mm-hmm. abused or mm-hmm. so-and-so is, is hitting me. And mm-hmm. people will pray and fast for you and not really, I think it's important that, if that is a pillar for you Mm. and you know, you need to identify all your strengths. You need to identify where you get your strength from. Mm. And if church is something, where is somewhere where you get that from, it's important that they also direct you onto Mm. somewhere else because praying and fasting is an amazing thing. Sometimes Mm. you also need that actual physical help in regards to how you can actually deal with that. Mm. And you can pray and fast away from the person from who the is person. abusing you. Exactly. And interesting, I think this ties into like what we've been talking about the previous episodes. Yes. Our culture. Yeah. Yeah. Our culture, mm. tradition, family expectations. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. we talked about Lobola. Mm. You know, we talked about the beauty of the culture. But sometimes... That makes it hard. You know, that whole Shinga, Vegezela, mm, mm, you know, stay. Mm, that culture. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not, it, it, it it's, may not be helpful because, uh, yeah, you know, and you also think about also, oh, I think it's, I don't know if shame is the right word. Mm. Yeah, well, I that think some, it is. That some families mm-hmm. put on you, say mm-hmm. if you leave, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, shame. And then like, oh, but we paid Lobola. Mm. Or, oh, ah, you know, what will, we say? What will mm. they say? We accepted the Lobola. So, or you, you know, think this is the first time this has happened to, to women. This happens to, you know, that is something that you, you, you hear a lot as well. Yeah. This is what happens. 
this is the way it is. This yeah. is the status quo. Yeah. So, you know, be comfortable. But you can't. You can't be comfortable up until you become a, a, a statistic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I always think of this, like, this sh- short story kind of haunts me sometimes. So there's this, I'll try and remix so that I'm not really, like, mm. identifying this person. So, um, okay, how will I say this? So basically, someone that I know, um, she's from Zim, right? Um, and I met her, this is a few years back, right? I met her um, like one time and like, like I bumped into her somewhere, right? Um, and she was like, I could tell like she was down and whatever. And she was, I was like, what's going on? And she was like, ah, you know what? Like, she started crying. She was like, oh, yeah, and Chaya. Like, the guy hit, you know, her mm. partner hits her. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know the partner well. Like, I know the girl, like, you know, cordially. But I don't know her, like, like, like that well, well, well. Um, But um, she, yeah, I was a bit surprised that, ah, okay, this is happening. And at the time, she was saying she was going to her brother's house. Mm. She was going to her brother in Luton. Right, she lived in London, and like the next thing, like I was like, this is like a few months after, I saw her again, and she was back at the with her partner, mm. and I was like, ah, like I didn't want to be insensitive because I was like, ah, so I was just like, oh, what happened? Then she was just basically like, ah, Abankaya mm. in Zoom, like they met with the guy's family. And right. But then I see her even till this day. And I don't know, you know, like you see someone, you just I don't feel like a happy vibe. Mm. And I but then it listen, I'm not that close to her, but mm. in that example, she was like, you know what, her family was just like, oh, go back. Come on, I know she she has a say and whatever. But yeah, I just think our family, that can be a bit dangerous. And also now if you think about what if you really have to go back to Zim, mm. right? Be- because maybe you're just like, oh, you know, I don't have any support system, you know, in the UK or South yeah, Africa, wherever yes. you may be, mm. Right. And again, there's also like that element of mm. shame that mm. comes with that. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's heartbreaking, you know. And other things that I found, you know, is that also, you know, women also face like intersectional discrimination. So, you know, where there is issues with race, gender, you know, class, poverty. So these are all like barriers in regards to reporting um, abuse and all this jazz. Mm. And also I think... Or even the fact that people generally, um, there's this whole thing around the threshold of what black women can bear Mm. in terms of pain, Mm. um, just in terms of experience. Mm. So black women are, are just not taken as seriously when they mm. report incidences mm. of feeling vulnerable to situations. Mm. Yeah, of course. That's right? another can of worms. Exactly. Yeah. 
you know, even from hospital mm. to that, mm. that's a, a running mm. theme. Mm. And also, even as immigrants, just how we communicate is so mm. different. You know, mm. we've talked about this, like, in mm. terms of, like, healthcare and stuff like that. Mm. Like, even in, like, you know, in the UK, you look people in the eye. Mm. Our culture, you don't look mm. people in the eye. And rude. when you don't look yeah. people in the eye, people think you're lying, you're mm. dodgy. Right. Mm, so mm. people sometimes don't take it seriously, but mm. it's a cultural thing yeah. where we don't look people in the eye. So yeah. if you're reporting that, oh, this is how I feel. And, and sometimes we don't even have the language yeah. because sometimes some people will be like, what is it doing? Oh, we are good chai. Oh, he doesn't hit you. Mm. So it's not bad. Mm, mm. But actually, it could be just, it could be even worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Emotional abuse is, is, is also a, a a big thing but yeah you know so I guess really the take home message is that we just need to hear less of these stories and I mm. I think as time has progressed we definitely are there's a lot more women who speak their truth you know mm. and being that person to kind of when you know someone comes to you and says you know this is what's happening to me is, you know, and I think we we also need to learn the language of how to actually deal with mm. deal with people. And which is why sometimes it's okay to be like, oh, you know what, Mina, I don't know how to help you here, mm. but I can find out, you know, mm. where you can go to. And I think we need to protect our fellow sisters, our mm. daughters, mm. aunties, our mothers mm. from being um, victims of domestic violence. Because when it's domestic violence, mm. you know, it's it's a life and it's a yeah. life that's a precious life that that is gone yeah yeah no well said um and listen we're not experts we in are any not. way yeah um but i think it's important for us to start talking about it 100% um and hopefully you know, there are people who may be listening who mm-hmm. know more than us, mm-hmm. you know, who can share like mm-hmm. in terms of like resources. And, you know, we focused a lot of what we were saying on, on the, the UK. UK. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's not just the UK. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as mostly like uh, I'm sure a large number of people listening will be Zimbabwean or, mm. you know, in, associated with Zimbabwe mm. in some way mm. that we, we want a healthy Zimbabwe, wherever we are, yeah. you know, it's kind of sad to hear the stories that you know people leave home for various reasons, economic, political, whatever, and just for this to be the way that's yeah, 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 yeah no, like so, the, the the yeah the latest story that like happened in was it, it was August right, it's quite recent yeah, July August like yeah. that 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 really touched me. But anyway, so if you guys are in the UK. Mm-hmm. There's actually like there's actually a, a domestic a national domestic violence helpline mm. which is run in partnership with Women's Aid mm-hmm. and Refuge and it's open 24 hours. Uh, they are experts. They are fully trained. They'll answer your call um, and all calls are free. Mm-hmm. They support survivors of domestic abuse, uh, friends and families. Um, and what they do say is that uh, when you call them, so what you can do is you can, if you Google National Domestic Violence 
helpline. Um, their number is 0808-200-247. That's 0808-200-247. Um, yeah, and yeah, they're fully trained. And what they do say is that um, before you make the call to them, make sure that you're safe, make sure that the perpetrator of the abuse is not within earshot and not in the same property as you um, and that they'll help you. And hopefully this is helpful somewhat. And But like I said, if you're listening to this um, and you're well-versed in these issues and you think there's additional information that we can share, please do let us know. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, I think there's a few various other organizations as well. But I think just the one that Nat has said, you know, I think the important thing is to start that C word, communication. Like let's have healthy open spaces where people can share their thoughts and, you know, what's happening to them with free free from judgment and free from fear of expressing themselves. So we yeah. need to be that person. Like you need to be that person for me. Yeah. I need to feel safe when I come to you with my problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no easy way to end such a topic. There really isn't. Um, yeah. But hopefully it's the beginning of a discussion. For sure. Um, but yeah. For yeah. sure, for sure. But yeah. Where can people find you? Well, people can find me on... Oh... Let me rewind. I've been listening to this Kanye West album. Okay. I love it. Um, people can find me on Twitter at Malaika Diva. Who Instagram? I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> What's your personal number? Are, you, are people sliding your DM still? No, I'm I'm I don't I've given up on men. You don't subscribe men. to DMs. No, no. Okay. You've given up on men. Yes. For how long, Sissy? I am the. It was it was a good, you know. In the last ten months, you've given up on men every huh? month. In the last ten months, you've given up on men quite a lot. <laughs> you have to get back on the title. Literally. This sounds really wrong. I have to edit this out. Why? <laughs> anyway, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm only MC. Okay. So this is a special request for our special friend. Um, thanks, V Nice at Regoness. She has um, she made she reminded me to listen to this album and it's amazing. So there's a song called Hamba by Amanda Black. 
On Facebook, Warats. Girl in Skies podcast. On YouTube, Warats. Girl in Skies. And wait, we need to prepare for our dilemmas. So guys, please send us any dilemmas through and send them to our email is at mygirlinskies at gmail.com. So any dilemmas, anything that you would like our view on, relationship, life, work, yeah. just any sort of scenarios. Yeah that we can give our take on and our list and you know people listening can chime in as well yeah. um and also if you enjoy our content and would like to support us to be able to continue putting out yeah. these episodes we yeah. do have a paypal we do um which you can find through our social media links and we would be so grateful because it will help us um, you know, continue putting out uh, content for you guys yeah. and talking about PayPal. So that is paypal.me forward slash Galen's guys. But if you go through all our social media links, you will find it. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to particularly give a shout out to our friend BK who sent us some podcast allowance Yay. and helped make some previous episodes possible. Yeah. So thank so you thank so you, much to him. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, hashtag at Gal- hashtag Galen's guys. Let us know, you know, what you think, you know, if you have any views on this, um, you know, how can we hear less of these stories? How can we support our brothers and sisters? Um, how can we really start tackling domestic abuse and, you know, where the where we can prevent these issues, prevent them from happening. Any last words? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the message really is just communication. We need to be um, there for our brothers and sisters. So I know it's mostly sisters we've talked about, but our brothers are also there um, experiencing some forms of domestic abuse. So let us be channels of peace let us listen let us just continue to support people um, who are also going through um, going through these situations so yeah communication guys like find find just find your person who you can speak to but yeah we look forward to hearing all your comments on Twitter on Instagram and everywhere else watch them white I will never have to die Cause my Jesus paid
So amazing, so amazing. 